0: Business leaders and visionaries, Kelly Kennedy here, bringing you exciting news about our newest sponsor, Foresight for IT. Based in Edmonton and backed by support partners across all major Canadian cities, Foresight for IT isn't just an IT service provider, they're your global IT ally. With remote support available worldwide, their full-circle approach to IT from setup to support, security, and scalability ensures your vital services are always up and running. Imagine having always-on technicians and business IT support plans that take the hassle of technology management off your desk and into the hands of experts. Whether you're in blue-collar industries, finance, law, or healthcare – Foresight for IT is the game changer you've been waiting for. Elevate your business globally with Foresight for IT. Visit www.ForesightforIT.com and let them know Kelly sent you. Once again, that's F-O-R-E-S-I-G-H-T-F-O-R-I-T.com. Foresight for IT, redefining IT experience. Thanks for listening to a word from our sponsor. Let's get back to the show. Welcome to episode 31 of the Business Development Podcast. And today, we are chatting cold calls. Are you struggling with them? Then stay tuned.
1: The great Mark Cuban once said, business happens over years and years. Value is measured in the total upside of a business relationship, not by how much you squeezed out in any one deal. And we couldn't agree more. This is is the the Business Business Development Podcast, Podcast, based in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and broadcasting to the world. You'll get expert business development advice, tips and experiences, and you'll hear interviews with business owners, CEOs, and business development reps. You'll get actionable advice on how to grow business. Brought to you by Capital Business Development, capitalbd.ca. Let's do it. Welcome to the The Business Business Development Podcast. Podcast. And And now your your expert expert host, Kelly Kelly Kennedy. Kennedy.
0: Hello. Welcome back to the Business Development Podcast. This is episode 31. My gosh, is time ever flying. But man, holy moly. I can't believe how lucky we've been here at the Business Development Podcast. First off, lucky to have such amazing listeners such as yourself, and then obviously to have such amazing guests, such as our last week's guest, Fatima Zadie of Quill Inc. and co-host. We had an absolutely amazing show with her called Your Business Needs a Podcast. It was such an amazing show to have Fatima on. She's such an accomplished woman. She's done so much. And frankly, to kind of come on and just give us some tips and let us know kind of what it takes to be successful at a podcast. Give us some crazy statistics as to why your business needs a podcast. If you missed that show, you need to go back and check it out. And uh, once again, Fatima, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show and talking podcasts with me. It was amazing to have you. And last week, too. My gosh, guys, I nearly fell out of my chair. Uh, On Wednesday, I was at a client's office doing work and I got an email from Quill Inc., letting us know that the Business Development Podcast won the Best Business Podcast 2023 from Quill Inc. What an honor. What an amazing honor to win such a sweet award. Um, It blew my mind. It blew my mind. And we could not have done it without without you, without our lovely listeners who not only submitted us, but have, have stuck by us and have promoted us and told your friends and family about us and left us reviews and You guys are amazing. Thank you so much. I I could have never thought that in 31 episodes that we would have made it to where we've made it so far. And you know what I mean? I'm well aware that we could not do this without our listenership. We could not do this without you. And so thank you. Thank you, my friends, family, my lovely business development podcast listeners, because it wouldn't be... I wouldn't be able to do this show without your support Um, and without just the lovely kind words, without submitting us to amazing awards, shows like that. And um, it truly is, it truly is uh, a show for you. So thank you so much. Thank you for submitting us. Thank you for your continued support. Thank you for your ratings, reviews. And uh, most of all, just thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Um, And thank you for implementing hopefully some of the lessons that we teach you on this podcast um yeah it's just been it's been such a crazy week (laughs) I, i don't even sometimes i don't even know where to start after a week like this it's just been so so amazing and uh yeah thank you so much for the support um just getting into the show today i i i'll be honest i had a tough time doing this particular show this show is very much on are you struggling with cold calls and um you know, you'd think that after you've made as many cold calls as I've made in my time, that this would be an easy show to do, and uh, it truly isn't. It truly isn't. Um, I want you to know that if you are struggling with cold calls, I'm I'm right there with you. I struggled with cold calls for a very long time. I still have days today where I sit down and it's like, okay, today's the day. Like we, you know, I'm working for a client, and today's I need I need to make my cold calls, and it takes me a minute to get those first few calls off because, you know cold calls are a little bit tough. And I'm not sure that I even understand why, to be honest. I'm not sure that I understand the, the underlying fears or the underlying, uh, I don't know, I don't know whatever you want to call it, just the underlying <laughs> that happens to all of us when we have to do podcasts, whether we're in business development, entrepreneurship, whatever it may be, there's always just that slight reluctance to make those calls. But I'll tell you what, the one thing that I've learned in time is they're never as bad as you think they're going to be. And the benefits far outweigh the negatives. Um, The benefits of cold calls are numerous. They are just incredibly effective. And frankly, they're the best way to get you in front of the people that you want to get in front of. Okay. Um, businesses that do active marketing tend to have faster results and active marketing also provides a higher ROI over time. It's just more effective than a passive marketing strategy. Um, at capital, I like to implement what I like to call an 80, 20 rule. So we do 80% active marketing, which which is going to be that direct contact phone calls, direct emails. And this is obviously assuming that I have the right contact people. This isn't just random phone calls. This is, uh, active marketing is calls to the right people okay we've already done the legwork to make sure that we have the right contacts within the company um i yeah obviously i just wanted to kind of get over it is that i i used to really hate cold calls you know i'm i'm a business development expert i've been doing this an incredibly long time and i used to incredibly hate it when i started doing this i remember just struggling with fear over them Um, I was reluctant to make them, and I totally understand your reluctance to make them today. What I hope to impart with you today is some strategies to use that make you more effective, that help you make those initial few phone calls, and hopefully over time allow you to close a lot more business than you are closing right now. If you're relying primarily on a passive strategy, um, it's not going to be very effective for you. The challenge with passive marketing alone is... First off, it's too many hoops to make your customer jump through, right? They have to first off either find your ad or see it somewhere. Then they have to click that ad. Then they have to call or email the contact number, wait for you to get a hold of them you know, explain your product or service to them better. Like you're asking your customer to do a lot of things with a passive only strategy. And yeah, it works really well. If you're just selling a t-shirt to a customer, sure. They can look online they can say, yeah, I like that t-shirt. Okay. Here's the size guide. All right, whatever. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that jump. But if you're selling an expensive service an expensive product, um, it's going to take a little bit more for you to do that. That's why a passive marketing strategy really doesn't work that well in business to business or or any type of product that has a true value. You really need a person to get in there and and, and introduce that product and make that strategy, right? The other side of it is you have too much competition. Um, if you're using strictly a passive strategy, okay, sure, you, okay, fine. And But the problem is you have customers out there, or sorry, not customers, you have competitors out there that are, also, marketing, and if they're using an active strategy, they're frankly beating you. They just are. Um, they're making the the face to face introductions. They're making the personal connections. They're not making their customers jump through too many hoops. Or heck, even if they're using a passive strategy, great. That's another company now that you're competing against. And the reality is, you just get spammed with ads. Right? You know, you can hop on your LinkedIn right now, scroll down. I bet you like the first four or five. Five uh, posts you come across are ads. Like it just, it is what it is. There's lots of ads out there. So if you're just competing in that passive marketing space, you're competing for attention with a thousand other ads competing for attention. You need to stand out. You stand out with active marketing and cold calls. Okay. It's very hard. to communicate your value with a passive marketing strategy. Um, It's very hard to address customer concerns with an, with a passive strategy, right? You're relying on, you know, your website or whatever your ad is that you're promoting to them to be able to explain why they should buy your product, what the value proposition of your product truly is. And that value proposition might be a different pitch depending on who you're pitching it to, right? The value to a food manufacturer might be different than the value to a warehousing company. Like, you have to think about the fact is your company may be able to provide lots of value to different industry, but sometimes that value proposition is different depending on industry to industry. And so if you just have this blanket value proposition in a passive marketing strategy, you're probably not getting it to the right people. Or, you know, if you are, it's like maybe 5% of the people who you could get it to, if you could just change your pitch a little bit more. Right? So the reality is a passive strategy is required because you do need brand awareness, which is where a passive strategy makes a lot of sense. Right. We want to definitely have our, our brand pop up on social media. We definitely want to have our brand show up in these passive ways so that people are like, oh, that's interesting. But you don't sell over your passive marketing. You sell with active marketing. So we have to incorporate active marketing and cold calls is a gigantic part of of a good active marketing strategy. So we have to get good at cold calls. Even if we hate them, we have to get good at them. The other side is we close deals in person, right? Any type of B2B, any type of high value product You likely are not selling that thing over your website. And even if you are, you're selling it over your website after you've already had a good conversation with someone and gave them some really good reasons why they should buy your product or why it provides a tremendous value to their organization or to them personally, right? We need to be able to demonstrate the value. We need to be able to build a connection, a trust with that customer. And we build a connection and trust in person. It's an in person job, everyone. And you don't get that in person through a passive strategy. You need to utilize an active strategy, ask for the meeting, ask for the video call, ask for the phone call. You need to be able to, you need to be able to speak to people, right? And so we're going to do that with an active strategy. The other side with a passive strategy is your customer has to be actively in need of your product or service to really search you out. That's the other problem is that, at least with an active strategy. Yeah. You might get a customer six months before they need your product. Sure. But now they know who you are. They've met you. They've talked to you. You've created a rapport with that person. You've created a human to human relationship. And so when the need comes up for your product or service, they are far more likely to reach out to you directly. Right. Which is ultimately what we want. We want our customers to have trust in us, to like us enough to say, you know what? I'm going to call Jill at ABC company. I'm going to call John at ABC company. Cause I've talked to them. They're trustworthy. They got a product or service I need. And now I need it. Um, if you use a passive strategy, you basically have to get them on their worst day. Is What I like to say, right? Like you, you pretty much got to get them on their worst day where they are in, they're in such need of your product or service that they are searching you out on the internet, or they're going to click your ad and they're going to jump through all those hoops to talk to you. It's just too much to ask. It's just too much to ask everyone. Like, we have, to, we have to help our customer by finding them, by introducing ourselves to them, by using an active marketing strategy. We are just going to be more effective. We are just going to drive better ROIs for our companies if we don't wait around for people to come find us. But instead, we go out there and we search them out, okay? Cold calls allow you to communicate your value and personality in a way that email and passive ads struggle to do, right? Our voices, our voices are powerful. They are incredibly powerful, people. Our voices, they allow us to convey happiness, sadness. Anger, whatever, whatever we want to convey, we can really convey that with our messages. Right. And I I always like to say when you're making cold calls, when you're making calls in general to a customer, do it with a smile, because guess what? You can hear a smile. You really can. You can hear happiness. You can hear genuine smiles over the phone. You really can. And I think if you can convey that in all of your cold calls, when you're talking to somebody, you create that, like you laugh with them, you create a little relationship with them, you know, you, you make their day. I think that as a business development person, as somebody marketing, we should always strive to be one of the best calls that our customers get. We really should, because the reality is we want to leave an impression and we leave an impression by creating a positive feeling in that other person. Right? And so if we can make cold calls and we can say, hey, John, it's Kelly with ABC Company. You know, love, thanks so much for picking up the phone. It's great to connect with you. Um, We're marketing this this product or service. I think it's something you might need. Could we potentially line up an introduction meeting or can I send a formal introduction email? Great. Thanks, John. I'll send that soon and I'll follow up next week, right? Like we want to really create that positive, happy vibe when we're making these cold calls, it'll really, really improve your game. Everyone. If right now, if you are making cold calls and you are not doing it with a smile on your face, I need you to change that. I need you to change that attitude. You need to change your attitude with the regard with the way that you handle cold calls. Don't look at it as this horrible thing you have to do today. Try to look forward to it. Try to get into a cadence And that's what happens, right? Like, sure, the first maybe couple cold calls are a little bit challenging. But what you'll find is that if you just keep going with them, if you just do them over and over again, by about the fourth or fifth call, you'll have hit a cold call cadence. And it's kind of like a runner's high, right? Runners have to run to get the runner's high. You have to make cold calls to hit a cold call cadence, right? But I think what you'll find is once you hit that, once you hit that point, You could make 100 cold calls that day and it wouldn't it would be no different than if you had to make eight like but you have to get to that cadence where you're just in a flow and you got it figured out. But once you do that, you'll find that you'll be leaving 20, 30 cold calls a day and it won't be bothering you at all. It's just the first five are tough. Get past those first five and you'll find it gets easier and easier and easier as you go. Not to mention, you'll start to refine your message. So like if this is, yeah, day one of cold calls and you're selling for a new company or you're selling for your company and you're still refining your message. Yeah, okay, the first ones are going to struggle. Maybe that first week is going to feel like a struggle. But at some point, you're going to refine your message enough. You're going to figure out what worked, what didn't work what the customers wanted to know more about, what they didn't want to know more about. And you're going to refine your message. And what you're going to find is in time, that refinement is going to get so good that you could just make, like I said, you could make 50 phone phone calls. It wouldn't bug you at all. And you don't even have to think about it. As you go through it, it almost becomes automatic. It becomes second nature. You'll get so good at introducing your company and and driving interest in the customer because ultimately that's our job, right? With cold calls, It's our job to generate interest in a product or service. We are going to get so good at that with repetition that you're going to find it doesn't bug you anymore. Not to mention, keep in mind that like only I would say 80 percent of phone calls, probably 20 percent get picked up. 80 percent go to voicemail. You're going to get damn good at leaving voicemails. And the reality is, if you can leave a voicemail, too, with a big smile on your face and you got that you got that delivery pitch just refined, just right. You're going to find you're getting a lot of calls back. Why? Because people want to find out who that happy guy was that left them, or girl, that happy guy or girl who left them an amazing message. Right? They want to know if you can if you can generate some interest on that side. Leave your message in a nice positive tone. You're going to get results. There's no question. You're going to get results. So I want you guys to not be afraid of cold calls. Don't be afraid to pick up the phone in a in a a day of AI and robo calls. Be a human, pick up that phone, make those calls. You're going to find it effective. And if you are part of a sales team, you are quickly going to become number one in that sales team. Cause I'll tell you what, if you're, if the other people you're working with are not doing this, they're not doing an active strategy. They're not setting themselves a cadence. They're not saying committing to a number and saying, yeah, I'm going to commit to say 10, 10 cold calls every day. Even if, even if I, even if I don't want to, I think what you'll find is you'll start making way more than 10 because the reality is by the time you get to 10 cold calls, you're in a rhythm. You're in a cadence. Making 20 is pretty and easy. Like, trust me on this. If you are not making consistent cold calls, let's start changing that. Let's start adding that into our business development and marketing strategies. You are going to find it incredibly effective, okay? BD is about you and your personality, right? Let yourself stand out by calling And connecting and leaving a kind, happy message, right? 80% of calls go to voicemail anyways. So if we can just get really good at leaving really great voicemails, really happy, positive voicemails with a pitch that's really great and compelling and generates interest, you are going to get calls back. And what what starts to happen is is that, yeah, you'll, you'll be doing this every day. You'll be, say, making 10 cold calls every day. And then what you'll notice is your phone's going to start ringing and people are going to call back and say, yeah, I'm interested. Send me that formal email. Yeah, let's line up a meeting. You're going to quickly become incredibly effective. And all you did is the one thing that people are afraid to do. Make the cold call. Make the cold call. It's going to make you stand out. So cold calls and cold emails must be personal. This is another way, right? I'm obviously talking to you about using your personality, using your voice, Don't send mass sales emails, okay? I know, I know we live in a world where we can auto generate and auto populate these gigantic emails. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. Your customers deserve better, okay? I know, I know it's going to take you an extra five minutes, an email, whatever it's going to take you, but you're going to get much better results if you communicate your personality through that email, right? So, what you always want to do is you always want to address the customer by name, right? Dear John, dear Jill, dear Jackie. Hi, I'm John with ABC Company. We have this service. I think it's something you might find really compelling. I'm really looking forward to meeting you. Um, Yeah. Please check out the brochure I attached. Right. Like try to make it very personable, very addressed to them. Try to articulate it in a way that you're you're addressing why your product or service would help their company utilize their company's name in the email if you can. Right. Try to make it as personable as as possible, because people will read that email. The email they're not reading is the one that they can automatically look at and say, yep, he sent that to a thousand other people. Those are the ones that get automatically deleted. If those hit my inbox, they're just gone. I don't even look at them. I can tell the moment I look at it, if it's personable to me, Kelly Kennedy, or if it's just this gigantic mass email. And if it's a gigantic mass email, I don't even care what company it comes from. I don't want to look at it. I want to look at personable emails that are addressed to me that I can tell only went to me that were addressed and created just for me. And if you can do that for your customer, if you can do that for all of your emails that you're sending out, you're only going to be more effective. Try to communicate your personality, your humanness in every interaction, right? Every interaction. You need to communicate that, Hey, In a world of AI and robots and garbage, auto-generated messages, chat GPT, right? I took the time to write you this email, and I'm conveying my personality through it. If you can do that, you're going to get a lot more responses. People are going to be a lot more interested in your product or service. Find a way to communicate who you are in every interaction. And that's whether that's a phone, a voicemail, an email. Try to convey your personality and who you are as a human It's only going to make you better at what you do, okay? On average, it takes six contact attempts to reach a prospect. If you never make that call, you're never going to get there. And then 50% of leads never get a second phone call. So you guys know that I talk about this in in the podcast all the time, that we always want to put people on a weekly follow-up cadence once we've made that initial contact, right? Um, Why? Well, the stats say that only 50% of, of leads get a call back. So a lot of BD people are getting out there making one call saying, oh, they didn't answer. Oh, on to the next. And they never call that person back. They never give them another opportunity. Those people are not selling. Why? because it takes on average six. And remember, guys, that's the average. At Capital, I do at least 10, at least 10. And in some cases, I've done 20, because I understand that some of these contacts, some of these high-level SCM contacts are going to just take 20. It's just going to take that long, because why? They get solicited from every company in Alberta. It's going to take a minute to get to these people or to generate enough interest where they're like, okay, yeah, this Kelly guy, he's uh, constantly leaving me these super kind messages, and I think it's time to maybe give him a call back. I've had I've had situations where it's taken me 25 it's taken 25 contacts to get to the right SCM people in high level oil and gas companies it just is what it is That's sometimes that just is what it is and no I'm not advocating that you give every every person 25 chances I think that's a gigantic waste of time I think you need to pick and choose who deserves 25 follow-ups but I think on average you should give all of your potential customers at least 10 At least 10. Because remember, the average is six, and you know that's just an average. You know, yeah, sure, maybe some it's one, maybe some it's three, but maybe some it's 14. Okay. So give them at least 10 and then pick and choose what you think is worth following up on or what you think might be worth giving a little bit extra time to. But remember, the average is six. So if you're only doing one and you're quitting, your your odds of success are just too low. They're just too low. you got to give your customers a little bit more opportunity. If you got them on that weekly follow-up, make sure that you're weekly following up at least 10 times, okay? You can make your call pass then if you want to do a little more, but give them at least 10 chances before you give up on them. And that means, yeah, that, that might mean 10 formal emails. That might mean 10 voicemails. That might mean, eight voicemails and two, two contacts or whatever, right? But give them the fair shot to say, yeah, this isn't really what we need or to say, yeah, sorry, I've been incredibly busy. Um, and you know what? Some people are incredibly busy. I know it can sound like a cop-out, but let's get real. Some of these SCM people are incredibly busy. Like I said, they might be getting solicited from 150 other companies. So your voicemail might not be that critical. So when they finally do get back to you, use that, use that, make your pitch. Book the meeting. Don't waste it, right? When you get these people on the phone, the goal is always to move them to a face-to-face. And yeah, I get it. We live in the days of Zoom and Teams and whatever else. Yeah, maybe that is a Teams meeting. But you want to get them in a position where you can build a compelling rapport with them, where you can introduce your product or service properly, and you can ask for an opportunity. You do that in person. You do that In person, So we want to utilize all these phone calls, emails. The goal at the end of all of these is always to ask for a face-to-face meeting where we can build a rapport, where we can build trust, and we can truly communicate the value of our product or service, okay? We definitely want to be working to get these people to a face-to-face meeting. So in a world saturated with passive marketing, you stand out by picking up the phone. so if your company or yourself, you're not and you know, you know, if you're making enough cold calls, right? You know this, you know this. And, I, you know, I'm not knocking you because I was you. (laughs) I totally get it. I totally get it. I still get anxious sometimes making cold calls. I still put them off just like the rest of you. But the reality is, is that I don't put them off too long and I get them done. And by getting them done and by being consistent with them week in and week out, by committing to making my cold calls, I am incredibly effective in what I do in my business development services. And you, too, can be incredibly effective, but you need to hold yourself accountable. You need to hold yourself accountable. If you decide that, yep, I'm going to commit to 10 or 15 cold calls every day hold yourself accountable. Make those cold calls. Just get them over with. Do them first thing in the morning if you need to. Do them whenever you need to to get them done. Just make sure that you're doing them in an effective manner and that you're committing and you're holding yourself accountable to making them. And then also make sure that once we do make those calls that we are keeping track of it. We're entering them into our CRM. We're entering the results. Did we leave a message? What did we do? And then set yourself up for an appropriate follow-up the next week, okay? So, A good cold call. How do we be effective at cold calls? It's really six steps. Okay. It's not that hard. There's six, there's six steps really to being effective at our cold calls. Okay. So, number one, to be effective at our cold calls, what do we have to do? We have to pick up the phone and start. Okay. And I get it. This can be actually the hardest step, really. It it truly is. I get it. Picking up the phone and actually making the call is totally one of the hardest things to do. I get it. I totally get it. And I know that it's getting harder because the world is just slamming you to say, oh no, you need to post on social media or you need to buy this LinkedIn ad or buy this Facebook ad. Trust me, your voice is 10 times, 100 times more effective than any of these ads. It really is. You just have to make them, okay? So how do we be effective at cold calls? Step number one, We're gonna pick up the phone and we're gonna start, okay? Step number two, we're gonna commit to a number of calls per day, okay? Um, My recommendation for you to get started, commit to 10. Just commit to 10. Tell yourself, okay, I'm at work today. I'm gonna make at least 10 calls, okay? I'm gonna make 10 calls. I hope you make more. I really do. I hope you start to get to a cadence where you're making 15, 20 a day. But let's just start with something easy. Let's make 10. Why 10? Why did I pick 10? I picked 10 because your first 5 are just to get in the swing of it. It's just to create that cadence I was talking to you about. We have to we can't get runners high <laughs> unless we run, right? We can't get we can't get cold call high <laughs> unless we make cold calls, okay? And it's going to take at least 5 to get us into that swing of things to feel like our mouth is moving correctly, we're saying the right things, we know the pitch, okay? commit to 10. I think what you're going to find is you're going to hit 10 and you're going to make 11. And then when you make 11, heck, you might even make 12. And then the next thing you know, you're going to start making 15, 20 cold calls a day and your sales and marketing is going to go through the roof. The amount of meetings you're booking is going to start to go through the roof because this is how you get them. You get them by making these cold calls. You get them by talking to a person, having a human-to-human interaction, hopefully making them smile, hopefully making them laugh, and hopefully by creating a value proposition for your product as to why they would want to chat further about it, okay? But if you can get them on the phone, you can get them laughing, you can create a value proposition, let me tell you, you can get a meeting, and from that meeting, you can get on a bid list, you can get an RFI, and heck, you might even get an order, okay? Number three, we're going to refine our pitch over time. So like I said, you know, I work with a lot of companies. Like the reality is I've done business development for a lot of companies and every single time I have to learn their product or service, then I have to refine a good pitch for it. And yeah, they always start out shitty. I'm sorry. Like, and and to my future customers who are listening to this. Yeah, that's just the way it is. It's the way it is. All initial pitches They're probably not great. They take some work. They take learning and understanding of your product or service. But guess what? That happens in time. And typically, by the time I've marketed your product or service for about a month, my pitch has gotten real damn good. Because why? Because I have made a whole ton of cold calls on behalf of your company. I'm really learning what your customers are asking for. I'm learning what your product or service really can deliver, what the true value of your product or service is. And I get better and better and better over time. And you will too. You will too. If you're marketing your product or service, yeah, your initial pitch is probably going to suck, but it's going to get better and better and better each time that you make a cold call. It's going to get better each time that you introduce your product. And next thing you know, your pitch is going to be so refined and so well done that you're going to be able to make it without even thinking about it. And you are going to convince people to to book that meeting with you because they're going to want to learn just a little bit more. So Number three, we need to refine our pitch over time, okay? Number four, we need to enter all of our data in our CRM and we need to follow up weekly, okay? So you guys know, you guys know I pitched the crap out of this. CRM, you have to have one. If you do not have a CRM, a customer relationship management system, you need to implement one in your business immediately. I have... a. Podcasts in the past that explain what what is a CRM, uh, what stages should you set it up in, how to utilize it effectively. Okay, I got lots of stuff in the past on this. If you want to go through my back catalog, you'll find a few. Um, I believe it's somewhere in the first 10. So if you just kind of go through the back catalog, I think you'll find some information on CRM. Implement a CRM in your business and then make sure that we are tracking all of these calls. Okay, so you know, obviously by the time we're at that cold call stage, there's a lot of assumptions being made. The assumption is, is that you have, you have. Created your target list. You've figured out what industry and what companies you want to work with. You've then tracked down hopefully the right person within that industry or company to talk to. You. And we're also assuming now that we we've either called the main line and gotten patched in directly to them, or somehow we've gotten their phone number and we are we know we are leaving messages for the right person and that we are contacting the right person. So these are the assumptions that I've made um, by the time we are at this at this cold call stage. Okay, but we definitely want to make sure that we are at this stage. Also, before this cold call stage. I hopefully, hopefully you've also implemented the soft introduction, which I talked to, which is, Your LinkedIn introductions, right? We want to have hopefully connected with this contact. We're reaching out to you, made an initial quick four or five line pitch. We've attached our brochure so that hopefully, even though this is a cold call, we aren't necessarily coming in cold. We're kind of coming in lukewarm because hopefully they've already read your brochure. They've already looked at your introduction message. They probably looked at your LinkedIn profile. So they might already have an idea of who you are, which gives us just a slight edge Over people that are directly coming in cold, because if they have a slight idea of who you are, you do just have this ever so slight advantage when you are coming in cold um, that I like to utilize with all my customers. And I hope that you utilize as well. And I also talk about this, the soft introduction in previous episodes. Okay, so we've used our CRM. We've entered the data when we have the conversation with them. We put in the CRM. Yep. Had a phone call with ABC customer. John said this. I'm going to follow up in a week for a meeting save then reset uh reset your crm to let you know in one week's time to follow back up with john and that's how we do this how we get this on this weekly cadence right we get our reminders from our crm that it's time to make that follow-up call okay when we do get them on the phone right um if this is an initial initial uh contact. If this is the initial phone call where we've got them on the phone, we haven't really made a formal introduction. What I like to do is just make a brief introduction of who I am. And then I just say, Hey, do you mind if I send you a, a formal email introduction on our product and service? That's where you make your formal pitch. So you have a well-written, well-outlined email that's really articulating who you are, who your company is, what the value of your products or services for their company and why it's beneficial to them. Attach a brochure and just say, Hey, I'll follow up in a couple of weeks. That's just a great way, once again, to prime that customer. Once we've done that, we've made the formal introduction, we've sent that email. Every contact call after this point is just to get a meeting. Okay. Our whole job after this is to get them in person where we can further pitch our product, further better understand. What their product or service need is, and then hopefully ask for that ask for that order, ask for the next steps, right? Ask can we get on the CRM? Do you have any upcoming opportunities? Is this a product that you could maybe use today? Would you like to place an order? We definitely want to do that in person, and hopefully we can get them to that meeting. But we want to, if it's just an initial pitch, we made a soft introduction. And we just got him on the phone for the first time. A good avenue to take maybe isn't to push initially for the meeting, even though that's obviously the outcome we want. You can read it out however you like. I have asked for a meeting in this stage, found it very effective. I've also asked for a meeting in this stage. The customer wasn't primed enough. And I got I got told, yeah, I I think maybe just send an email or something for now. Um, A good way, if this is just your first interaction with them, A great thing to do is just say, hey, do you mind if I just send you a formal introduction email on our company and uh, we can go from there? That's a great step to take in that first interaction. It also primes them, gives them some time to kind of review who your company is, learn a little bit more about you. And then when you call back and just say, hey, yeah, just uh, following up to that email I sent, would love to line up an introduction meeting with you. When are you available? That's just a great next avenue. But it does give you a little bit of an advantage um, to getting that meeting as well. Okay, so CRM follow up weekly And then we want to ask for our email Uh, in step five, ask for our email to send a formal introduction. And then obviously we've touched on this multiple times now. Number six, we want to ask for that meeting, right? Real relationships are built in person. Real relationships are built in person. And that's what you ultimately would like to do. Okay. Okay. I hope that this has answered a lot of questions. I've had quite a few on cold calls. Um, If you have any more questions, we now have a segment of the show. I'm going to try and do it once a month. As long as I have enough questions, it's going to be called community questions. Um, please send any community questions to podcast at capital BD.ca. Just put in the subject line community questions. And I, once I get to say like eight or nine community questions, which I feel like is enough for a show, I will create an entire show on it and I will recognize you. I will answer the question directly for you. And I hope that I will be able to answer it. Um, if, if it is a really challenging question or I don't have a good answer I will uh, let you know, and hopefully at some point down the line, we can get a guess that will be able to answer that. There are certain situations that I just haven't ended up in. Like uh, we actually got one a while back from Department of Defense, just asking if we've dealt with Department of Defense. That's not something that I personally have dealt with, but I did give maybe my opinion on how I would go about doing that if I had to. So um, like I said, if if I do not have an answer to your question, I will maybe outline what I would try. Um, And then hopefully we can get somebody in the future who has more experience in that avenue and uh, and they can answer your question at that time. Okay. so once again, uh, there will be a new segment of the show called Community Questions. This is where all you lovely listeners get to send me whatever questions you want with regards to business development or business. And if I have a good answer for you or can find a good answer for you, I will do my best. And hopefully we'll be able to answer a lot of questions on the show that way. And uh, I think right now, the way it is, just depending on how many questions we get, it'll likely be a monthly show. I think I'll likely just do one a month. But who knows? If we start to get hundreds of questions, maybe it does become a big part of the show. But for now, I think community questions will likely be one show a month. And that's uh, depending on whether or not we have enough questions. So once again, if you have questions for the show, podcast at capital bd.ca that's podcast at capital bd.ca just put in the subject line community questions and i will do my best to address it uh once again if you are enjoying this show please do uh like and follow us on spotify and apple podcasts if you can leave us a rating and review it really helps us to grow uh this segment of the show um our show is definitely growing with <laughs> it's growing by leaps and bounds all the time but That doesn't mean we don't need the support. So please tell your friends, tell your family, tell your coworkers. And uh, please do rate, like, follow the show, leave us a review. I read them all, guys. I look at them all and I'm incredibly grateful for each and every one of them. And uh, just on that subject, I have some shout outs to just some amazing people. This last week has been crazy with people just uh, complimenting us on winning uh, business podcast of the year, just giving us such great, kind comments, Kind, kind feedback. And I'm just going to name some of the great people who did that for us. Um, shout outs. Lori Bauer, Aaron Hauberman, Kevin Pitti, Jason Chakalakal, John Sheeran, Alexander, Alexander Javier, and Michael Thompson. All of these people left us just amazing, kind comments, kind messages. And um, thank you so much. Thank you so much for just being so supportive for being such an amazing supportive audience. I could really could not do this show without the support of my audience. And uh, I'd really hope that the business development podcast is bringing value to your business. And if it is, I would love to know how, um, if you have had a direct benefit from the business development podcast, please, please let me know. Let me know if this podcast has benefited your business in any way, I would love to know how feel free to get me, uh, once again, podcast at capitalbd.ca. Or if you got me on LinkedIn, shoot me a message. Always love to connect on LinkedIn. But I would love to know how this podcast has affected your life. So if you are enjoying this show, if our 31 episodes have impacted your life, let me know. I would love to hear some of it. Maybe we can read some of it on the show. I think it'd be really cool to let other listeners know maybe what impacts this show has had on the world. Once again, this is episode 31 of the Business Development Podcast podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you on the flip side.
1: This has been the Business Development Podcast with with Kelly Kennedy. Kennedy. Kelly has 15 years in sales and business development experience within the Alberta oil and gas industry and founded his own business development firm in 2020. His passion and his specialization is in customer relationship generation and business development. The show is brought to you by Capital Business Development, your business development specialists. For more, we invite you to the website at www.capitalbd.ca. See you next time on the Business Development Podcast.
0: Business Rockstars, we at the Business Development Podcast humbly invite you to be part of our journey. Despite our global reach spanning over 130 countries and our status as an award-winning show, we remain committed to delivering valuable insights and engaging content to our audience of decision-makers. With two episodes released every single week and a back catalog of over 100 episodes, we strive to provide our listeners with the latest strategies and trends in business development and business growth. Why consider sponsoring us? Our listeners trust us to deliver authentic, informative content, making it an ideal platform for you to showcase your brand in a genuine and meaningful way. Choose from flexible sponsorship packages tailored to fit your advertising needs. With a back catalog of over 100 episodes and an average of 8 new episodes released every single month, there are plenty of opportunities for you to connect with our audience. If you believe that your brand aligns with our humble mission, Reach out to us at podcast at capitalbd.ca. Let's start a conversation and explore how we can collaborate to elevate your brand together. Thank you for considering us. Send us an email at podcast at capitalbd.ca and let's partner for the future.